Breaking the stigma of addiction. This is Zach's life, a story of love, addiction, loss, grief, and recovery. Reflecting on Zachary Horton and others in our community, both, both inside and outside of their addiction. addiction. Hosted by Jim Horton of the Zachary Horton Foundation. Thank you for joining us today. This is Jim Horton. I'm Zach's dad. I'm here today with Isaac Higuera. Isaac is uh, joining me. We just, uh, let's see, Isaac, what do the kids call it? We're, we laid down some tunes. We Yes, we just laid down a track right now, man. Okay, we laid down a track. You got it, Jim. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, uh, so nice to be here tonight. And Isaac is going to help me. I wanted to uh, uh, talk a little bit uh, today about grief. Uh, and kind of what's been uh, happening with me, and uh, having Isaac here to help uh, talk with me and and walk through that is going to be fantastic. Hey, and and just back to the to the song that we just put down, you're going to be able to hear that on um, on uh, the uh, the website. Uh, there'll be a, a a link to that there, and uh, we'll highlight that uh, some night. So uh, Isaac's helping me with that, and then uh, Twitch is also on there, and so <clears throat> it's. Uh, it's very impressive. These guys have uh, have written uh, have written a nice track. So I mean, I'm excited to get that out there soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we did it in Zachary's honor, and um, also my brother James, who passed away from an overdose a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, yeah, it came from our hearts, you know. And I appreciate you letting me come in and do that. Thank uh, ab- absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so Isaac to. I got to say the last the last couple weeks have been interesting for me and they're interesting because on you know it's a Zach passed away last January 7th right and uh, I know this isn't going to play for a month but what is it uh, t- tomorrow is Memorial Day so so here we are we're coming up on on June so it's been close to a year and a half yes uh and you know um the, the first four months were really, really tough for me. And as most people know, I, I started on an antidepressant, and that really helped me just be able to function you right. know, d- daily, right. daily. Uh, but but the whole grief process, it's not like, dude, it's not like you can uh, you can just decide. Uh, you, you know, if I, if I want to, if I want to build my muscles up, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into my gym and I'm going to do, Hey, today I'm going to start out and I'm going to do 10 pushups. And then, right. you know, next week I'll do 15 and I just keep bumping it up and bumping it up. And pretty soon I'm knocking out 50 or knocking out a hundred, yeah. you know, and the muscles build up and they stay with you. Well, that there's, there's not a process that I can do, mm-hmm. uh, in the grieving to make, you know, to make that happen. I mean, I, I read books all the time. Right. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, part of some counseling groups, uh, I've, I've done all those things. And, and here's the, here's the funny thing about, about grief. And you saw a little bit of it tonight is that things are going just, just perfect. Uh, I mean, I'm getting up, I'm, 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 I'm feeling good every day. Uh, uh, you know, working, you know, whatever my process is and everything is going fine. And then all of a sudden something happens. Uh, and I just I just fall apart, but I have I haven't fallen apart for like, like two or three months. Right, and that's uh, I think that's like you said, it's part of the process. But I heard something a long time ago. Somebody told me they probably heard it from somebody that was trying to help them. But it's this: it's okay to not be okay. 
And for me in my life with my brother, um, you know, with pain in my life and just how I deal with my emotions, um, a big thing that really kind of was a paradigm shift for me, it was really big for my mind, was acceptance. And uh, it was actually a counselor of mine when I was in rehab that um, not introduced me to that concept, but just um, kind of made it plain and simple for me to understand. And um, just accepting um, that it's okay, you know, to not be okay and just to feel your feelings. And uh, yeah, man, I, I've definitely been there, man. Just, you know, and like we were discussing earlier, you know, and uh, thank you, you know, for being uh, vulnerable and um, um, not afraid to show your emotions. Because I think that's where addiction can deepen and people can get um, super stuck, you can say, in a, in a place of depression and uh, darkness uh, because they don't show their emotions. They don't process through it. They don't talk to a counselor or go to groups. So, yeah. So thank you, man, for, you know, so for, for, uh, showing that, you know, but I have my moments. Like I, like, like yeah. I mentioned to you, I was at work and this was the last week I shared it. I shared with my wife as well. I was just thinking about my brother. I broke down and uh, shed some tears, had to get inside of a truck and pretty much hide out and wipe my tears. And, um, for me, part of my process is talking to my brother, just letting him know, Hey, I love you, bro. I miss you. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing to make sure that your memory lives on. So. See, and, I, and, and that, and, and that's something that's, that's interesting about the grief process is that it really is. It's different. It's different for everyone. And for those of us that are experiencing, experiencing grief in, in a profound way, uh, just being aware that it's not, it, it's it's never going to go away. I think that there's times and moments when it's less uh, it's less impactful. Uh, you know, like I said, I I went I've been going for a month or two, and then I went I went to a, a celebration of life the other day for a friend of mine for his grandfather, and just sitting in that service. That's the first one I've been to since sex. Wow. And uh, man, that night I had a rough time. Now, seeing at that at that moment though, I didn't recognize that as a trigger. Right. So for my grief, I have to recognize that there's things that are triggers to, you know, tonight it was, you know, looking at uh, Zach's video, you know, and, uh, and hearing those songs again and remembering his service and man, and dude, all of a sudden it happened and, and, and I was gone. I, you know, uh, and, and what I found is that when I get in a place like that, it takes me a while to work just to work through it. And I don't want to run away from it. You, You know, that's not, because there's almost something a little welcoming, um, Isaac, about about re-experiencing that grief. There's a there's a uh, a connection then that I feel with Zach. Yes, uh, and you know I've I've heard I've heard it said through a lot of the books that, I, that, that I've been looking at that you know, uh, you know the, the amount of grief you experience is in direct correlation with the amount of love. Yes, that's wow. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I agree 100%, Jim. I agree 100%. And then before you even said that, I was thinking to something yeah. uh, something yeah. to, to that effect. Um, you know, it's kind of like our loved ones who passed on, and it's almost like they're tapping us on the shoulder saying, hey, yeah. I love you. Yeah. And, of course, hearing that, knowing that they're physically not here, we break down, we cry, we miss them. Right. But, you know, their spirit lives on, and uh, we have those memories. And... um 
to go back to something you said earlier, when you don't deal with it, you know, um, me being a recovering alcoholic, I could dive deep into that bottle and I could definitely just use that. I wouldn't even say an excuse, but a valid reason. Sure. Like, hey, sure. he's missing his son. Hey, he's missing his brother. Sure. Where's Isaac been for the past week? Oh, man, he's he's on a pretty tough binger. Um, uh, thankfully and fortunately, and thank God that's not the case um, because I have a good support group. I have uh, mentors and a sponsor that I'm working with, um, but I have that process. And so, so Isaac, let me, let me ask you when, yeah. when, like last week, when you had that experience with your brother and it happens, I mean, not just last week, I know it happens. It's been how many years? Um, I'm, it's uh, close to four years. Okay. Close yeah, to four years. Close to four years. So, so what, what specifically do you do? You mentioned you have a support group and you do this. How is it that you reach out to them? How is it that you connect? How is it? And again, for people, cause there, there's going to be people listening to this yeah. that, that they're experiencing grief and they've never been right. able to step away from it or get any relief. What is it for you? How is it that you deal that, that you deal with that? Um, like I mentioned, um, I, I have an actual literal conversation with my brother. See, because I have an understanding that the spiritual realm is real and that I know that he may not be here physically, but that his memory, the memories we shared together, those are really real things. Yes. And his spirit lives on. And I understand that, you know, me opening my mouth and letting out these words or just saying, hey, bro, I miss you. I love you. I'm thinking of you today, you know. Um, it's a big deal to me. That's part of my process. But, you know, even talking to my wife about it, I had a, um, I had a text her and uh, let her know on the phone, like I'd be missing James today, you know, and she was there for me and, you know, she's there yeah. to comfort me. And, um, I have a necklace that I actually wear every day. Um, it has a little bit of his ashes in it. Me and all my siblings have, we each have a portion of his, uh, ashes, so I carry him with me wherever I go, man. And that's just where I'm at in my mind. You know, um, people, people deal with it differently. But for me, I just have a conversation with them, man. You know, it's kind of just like praying to God. You know? yeah. It's like I'm praying. I'm just talking to my brother, man. And just letting him know that I love him. I miss him. And um, I wish he was here. But just going forward and knowing that he would want me to carry on with my life and just do my best. So No, that's... That's good. I, and I know earlier in the week, th there's a few people that I can, I think when, when I get in that place, I, I try to reach out to people that have, that have been there for me in the last year. Yeah. It's huge. And there's people I know that they're not going to judge me. They're not going to, you know, they've heard me cry and blubber before and that's yeah. not an issue. So uh, if, if I, if I catch it early, then I can call someone and say, Oh dude, man, I'm just having a rough time today and I can talk about it. And right. And and I can and I can uh, work through that. Uh, I think in my in the broader picture, mm -hmm. uh, one of the one of the things that's been most helpful in my in my grieving process has been finding some meaning behind behind Zach's tragedy. Yes. Now, uh, the first time in, in one of my grief classes when when. Uh, when the counselor said, you know, has, you know, 
what kind of mean, you know, is there any meaning behind what's happened? I, I rejected that. And I thought, you know, there is absolutely, there is no freaking good. There is no meaning. There is absolutely nothing that, that I could see that could be good. Right. You know, from this now, you know, fast forward past a year and, uh, you know, in, in developing the foundation, uh, you know, that's hopefully going to reach out and, uh, you know, and help, you know, th- thousands of, of, of people, uh, you know, th- throughout the years, that's where I've now found, that's yes. where I found meaning. So, right. uh, and, and, you know, and now I'm working, I work, you know, several hours every day on the foundation and, and, uh, right. you know, the, the, the mission of our foundation, Isaac is to, is to break the stigma of addiction. Right. And, right on. and yeah. so part of that process is, is, is me getting out and part of our team and our board and, and some of the work that you're doing and, and, and spreading that message, right. You know, to people that, that just because someone has the disease of addiction, right. The disease of alcoholism, right. It, it it's that, that doesn't in no way define, right. define who they, who they are. Yeah. And, and they are still all the love. They're still all the caring and all the joy and, and every good quality that they had, you know, b- before before they were you know in, in trapped in the disease that they come up with. So, but but breaking that breaking that stigma, talking to people, telling Zach's story, right, helping people to see that. And once people, you know, what I find Isaac is once I'm talking to somebody, and you know, and I mentioned that my son passed, uh, and he, from an opioid overdose, and that he had, you know, he suffered with depression. But then I start talking about the kind of person that he was and the things that his friends said about him. Almost, almost everyone they come in contact with says, Hey, you know what? I've got a brother. You know, I've got a cousin. You know, hey, my best friend was a heroin addict. You know, hey, what you know what? And all of a sudden, everyone knows somebody, right? But what I find interesting is that even my close friends, people that that I talk to and start to share this with, and now they start telling me about their friends. Before Zach's story, before before I was in the kind of pain and turmoil that I'm in, no one ever talked about it. We don't talk about addiction. Mm-hmm. It's not a common, it's not a common dinner table conversation, right? right? And 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 it's sad because then we give it power when we when we keep it you know in a closet when we keep it when we keep it hidden. Right. Uh, I, I was I was I was thinking the other day you know ever since Zach was a little four or five years old anytime Zach we went out we went to a pool we did anything you know we put suntan lotion on him right right and we tell a story hey hey Zach you know you know your mommy's real light skinned. You know, she has those freckles, right? So you've got to put on suntan lotion. Otherwise, you'll you'll burn. I got burned real bad when I was little. You know, we'd tell him the story, right? right? Every time he'd go outside. So now fast forward to the time when he's a teenager, and he'd start to go out. He'd, if he's going to go swimming, he's 13, he'd put on a swim shirt. He'd get some lotion and put it on his face. You know, he'd go play some sports. He'd go, he'd, he'd lather up. He He didn't. He never thought about doing anything else except doing that because we made that normal. That wasn't normal when I grew up, right? Right. So I never put on suntan lotion. And you know what I did? I burned, right? Right. How about if we start a conversation about addiction, about mental illness, 
about all those things. And we start it when our children are four or five, and we just talk about it like it's normal, like it affects everybody. You know why? Right. Because it affects everybody. It literally does, man. It literally does. And I'm glad you said everybody. Just the uh, inclusiveness of that, because like you said, I met so many people who um, who have somebody they know, somebody they love that is struggling with substance abuse, mental illness. Um, and like I mentioned to you earlier, I don't know if you remember me saying, but I said, it's a human being thing. This isn't, you know, well, I don't really struggle with addiction or I'm not an alcoholic. I have a beer once in a while. This is a human being with emotions stirred up inside of them and just going through life. And um, that's why breaking the stigma is very important because we would not get mad at a cancer patient for having cancer no. physically, no. right? Um, in his body, or no. uh, we wouldn't get mad at a woman for having breast cancer. No. So that stigma is pretty much labeling individuals who are struggling emotionally and who are coping or have activated that um, that disease within them with the stuff they're going through. So, and, and it's getting more, uh, it's more awareness and people be, are becoming more conscious of, uh, of addiction and substance abuse and mental illness. There's so many organizations like your guys's, um, there's so many programs and resources out there who are fighting the good fight. And, um, I'm glad I'm a part of it. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, um, um, that my brother's death and Zach's death, um, was a spark that lit a fuse that's gonna in a way explode and start that ripple effect in uh, many people's lives right. that, Hey, there's help out there. Hey, we're here for you. Right. Hey, you can overcome this. That's so, right. And that's what it's all about, man. And that's why, you know, I miss my brother, my mom. I know for sure. My dad, my brothers and sisters, we all miss James. And, um, but we know that the impact that he's going to have his story you know, and um, just the uh, prevention that can come from uh, a disaster or an accident like, um, you know, like what happens a lot. So, yeah, man. Well, I, th I think that's uh, Isaac. I think that's the that's absolutely the message right there is that there that there is help, that there is help. And, you know, the, the disease, it's a family disease because it affects the whole family, just like just like cancer. There's no one whose family die, member dies of cancer that it doesn't affect the whole family, that they're not in pain right. over that. And, and addiction, maybe even, maybe even more so of, of, how it, of how it affects. I'd really like to encourage anybody that is having a, a, any kind of a, a, a challenge like this to, to reach out to somebody. You can go to, uh, to our website, and we have uh, resources that are available there. There's a way to contact us. Please reach out. Let's, let's break the stigma of addiction. Let's begin to talk about it. Stay up. God bless. This has been an episode of Zach's Life. Thank you so much for listening. For more info on our foundation and for addiction resources, visit ZacharyHortonFoundation.org or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a story to tell and want to be a guest on our podcast, email me directly at jim at ZacharyHortonFoundation.org.